Hello. Hey, what's up there, Kisami? Shout it out loud, Cass. Episode 5, Animal Eyes. Tom and Zeus, once again, back talking everything Kiss. Tom, how the hell are you? I'm good. I'm trying not to laugh right now because that <laughs> that intro just gets me all the time. Uh, we what? have our silly little uh, inside jokes. <laughs> I'm curious if anybody can pick up where do you think that came from? I We were talking about, like, should we have some sort of a intro, like, keep it the same? I'm like, yeah, let's have something that we know the, the, the show's starting. This is how we're going to do it. And I'm like, all right, well, what, what do we do? There are certain podcasts that we listen to. They start off the same way. We're not sophisticated. We don't have computer skills where we can get somebody with an animated voice to say, welcome to Shout It Out Loud Gas. Well, there you go. Or, you, could, you could do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have like Gene come out. Most definitely. Uh, what's that part? That, what song is that from again? Uh, it's in my head now. Uh, it's going to bug me. It's, uh, shit. It's, God uh, damn it. One way to start shit. the show. Um, spit. Most definitely. Yeah. yeah. The, the bigger the spit. Cushion. Yeah. The, the bigger the cushion, the better the pushing. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lyric for you to end all shows with. All so, right. yeah, I don't know. If you guys can come up with them, I'm waiting for someone to say, I know that. Yeah. That's from <laughs> one of these days, somebody will get it. Yes. Yep. Hey, what's up there? Um, anyways, um, Tom, I know I just took us off the beaten path, um, but bring us back. How you doing? Good, good. Yeah, what's going on? I mean, it's kind of a quiet week compared to last week's chaos. You know, yeah, not just the usual, you know, another Super Bowl winning parade. Oh, yeah, I know. We're so bored of that. We're spoiled and bored. Brady and Boy, I, I, I know we got half, half, uh, mo- actually way more than half the fans, uh, telling us all about their love of the New England Patriots. Uh, yeah, right. That's called sarcasm. Yeah. Uh, but Super Bowl was kind of boring, but me and you kept our tradition. We are four and oh, I think, four Super Bowl wise, four and oh, and watching it together. That's correct. Yeah. And then, yep. uh, a couple World Series victories too thrown in there, I think. Yep. So, right. yeah, we haven't lost when we watched together, and we got to brainstorm on some good kiss ideas yes. in the middle of our uh, Super Bowl viewing yeah. party. Yeah, and unfortunately for our listeners, we came up with this. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so let me think. What else is new in the kiss world? Oh, um, well, well I'll, I'll start with just a brief thing. So I mentioned before the Sirius XM Kiss Army radio station. Um, I have Sirius XM, so the the channel went live Monday. Um, it's pretty good. I mean, you know, uh, you know, with with our with our iPhones and you know with Spotify and you know Apple Music. I mean, you you, you have Kiss at your disposal all the time, anyway. So, yeah, but the people listening to us, yeah, they have all the songs. So exactly. Oh, I got to hear Torpedo Girl because I right. saw somebody post to that. Yeah. Well, guess what? You can put it on your iPhone. You can put it on your you know, record player, you have it there too. But right. I, I get the, you know, being able to turn on your radio and there it is too. I th- right. And I think that's the novelty is that you don't have to, you, you just, like I have it, it's built right into my my car stereo. So it's there. It's cool because 
and they have little breaks in between the music where like Paul and Gene talk about the song that's coming up or they'll talk about the history of like a certain record and then they'll play a song um, and they play um, like some like like rare like live stuff like they I heard of I had never heard it before today I don't, it was a, an acoustic live version of Christine 16 uh, have you ever heard that before no it was actually it was actually really good yeah uh, it was actually really good so was he really was this like two years ago where 65 year old Gene was serenading a real 16 year old girl yeah, on probably. an acoustic guitar yeah probably <laughs> But no, it's good. It, what else is cool too is I see people on social media really fighting for to keep this channel to have it longer because it's only like a two week limited channel. So I, it's cool people fighting, you know, going out on Twitter with SiriusXM. You know, I I I did that as well. I'm like, you guys got to keep this channel for longer than two weeks, you know. The so Kiss is strong. Yeah, that's a cool thing. So that, that's that's a cool thing. Now, why don't you tell us the funny thing you saw this week? What was the funny thing I saw? Oh, yeah, I posted it on uh, our Instagram, Twitter, and our Facebook account. Um, So we had Super Bowl victory Sunday night. I sat up afterwards, especially when your team wins the Super Bowl, so you start DVRing everything. And I remember that I was supposed to DVR the Price is Right because Kiss was on it. So I remembered and I got it. And then last night, I actually watched it. Um, it's funny. Funny is that, like, the show has changed a lot. You know, it ain't rice 49 cents there, Bob. And Bob, like, sexually harassing all the all the female uh, uh, models there. You know, yeah, and they, now it's Drew Carey, and it just, yeah. it looked like a mess. The audience looked like the rec hall at your local VFW. It was a bunch of... <laughs> Miscreants, and they like tease the show like we're gonna have a a rock and it's rock and roll week, and we're gonna have a rock band that sold over a hundred th- million albums, and you can see a couple of people have Kiss stuff on. But gee, I wonder who it is. Um, and I'm watching it, and one the first guy that gets on there was a guy with Kiss jacket on. He had like the Kiss um, logos on the back of his jacket. I'm like, oh, this guy definitely needs to win. And then, you know, I'd be pissed if I was him too. It was like he kept getting screwed by the lady. He'd be like, he'd be like, you know, a thousand dollars, no, a thousand, twelve hundred dollars, um, twelve hundred and one. And anyways, the guy won. This guy won. Tell you, I don't think he was a big Kiss fan. And all of a sudden, it's Kiss. They come out, Paul and Gene. They do their little, you know, woo kicks. It looked like my daughter's cheerleading gymnastic kicks um it was oh awful it's long we're, we're long removed from paul's like asylum video type kicks that he used to do um and so you know the guy gets up and he bids and he wins like um i forget what it was um oh what, like lunch with tommy fair oh some like kiss uh Kiss stuff. I forget what it was. It was like Kiss albums, um, and uh, it just what the hell was it? I think it was a vacation or something. Oh no, he got to go on with Kiss on the tour and yeah. see them play and, yeah. and be part of a VIP package and all that. And so the guy won. Poor, poor bastards with all the Kiss stuff that didn't win that. <laughs> and then he got to go on 
the showcase at the end. Yep. And he got the Kiss one to bid on. And the Kiss one to bid on was like all their instruments. So a Paul guitar, a Gene, a bass, a Tommy. These are original, like the Paul Ibanez guitar and and yeah. uh, Gene bass and and like a snare drum by Harrison. Like they just throw out one drum. Oh, wow. A friggin' circle beat drum. And uh, all played live and autographed. And then the second part of that was, you get to go on. Actually, Paul described it was like, you know, Kiss Army is tired, but then you get to come back and relax with us on the Kiss Cruise. I can only imagine what the person that's not the Kiss fan is like, woo, I get to party with the Kiss Army. (laughs) His wife must be like, what the fuck is this? You know? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. With you. I, I purposely did not watch these clips. Oh yeah, and he was up for a car too. Yeah, he bid on it. He was like, and I was like, he bid like forty something, five thousand or something. Yeah, it's like holy shit, the prices have gone way up since I remember this show. He was off by like sixteen hundred dollars. Oh, sixteen hundred dollars. In addition to that. He lost by like 150 bucks. Oh, that that's kicking the nuts. Yeah. Huh? Look, honestly, I, we, we said, I said, we said this on our intro episode. We huge kiss fans, you know, but what the fuck are they doing on the price is right? Come on, man. What the hell? I'm waiting for G to like spin the big fucking wheel with his boot or something. You got, if you watch the video, Gene is like a pro. He's like, you get a new car. And he's like pointing at it, doing like the model stuff and teasing it. He He's like extreme. He, he would have been the greatest like game show host. Oh my goodness. He was awesome at that. What's this you get to hear the God of Thunder. Oh, it was unbelievable. What's this about game show lovers? <laughs> yeah, game show lovers. <laughs> yeah, he was on Jeopardy. Um. <laughs> So yeah, it was fucking hilarious. I I I don't know at this point. Like, you know, critics aren't gonna like them anyways. By the way, that's another topic. Yeah. Did you see that asshole write some sort of like review about Kiss? Oh, in God, Arizona, was- some writer. All he did was shit on Kiss, shit on his fans, oh, it was shit brutal. on any people that have the taste to like them or yeah. like call them like. How bad are your taste if you still listen to Kiss? Oh, he pretty much said, like, if you still like Kiss, like, you're, you're, you're like, living in your parents' basement wearing, like, feety pajamas. Like, <laughs> and all I can think of is, ah, oh, Kiss, that's nonsense. Listen to Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Yeah, you listen to Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, not me. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, um, that, that that's what was, it seemed like. Yeah, what a was, fucking dick. Yeah, that was bad. That guy must go through life mad about everything. Oh yeah. Well, if you well, why why are the girls attracted to that guy? He, he's well, not look, a nice man. Uh, uh, if you look at why the article, I get a promotion. If you look at the article in the bio for the author, he's he was in like three bands, like both of like none of them were successful. In like exactly, way. like Gene would say, right? Right. Oh, right. God. Right. Wonderful. Two thousand yeah. people went to see you play live in your ten year run. Yeah. Congratulations. And now you're writing for the Phoenix Gazette shitting on Kiss. Good yeah. for you. Oh, I know. Exactly. <laughs> Gene is a terrible human being. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. 
So what are we talking about today? Well, is is that it? No, no, there's a couple other things I wanted to go over because oh. we didn't go over it last week. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, go well, ahead. So tell me about the opening act. Do I Because it wasn't to? for just one show. Yeah. Do, do I have to? They're bringing the unemployed painter with them. Oh, <laughs> Okay, so look, this is absolutely no disrespect in any way to David Garibaldi, the, I think I'm what's saying. What's his fucking name? I think it's David Garibaldi, okay? He's, isn't, that he, the, isn't that the guy that sang Rico Suave? <laughs> no, isn't that his name? Garibaldi? Garaldo? What's no. his name? No, that's Haro- that's Geraldo. <laughs> Geraldo. I think they brought him out of retirement. And he's in Rico Suave making paint. He's the roller there. It came out beautiful. He's unemployed. He's looking for work. Paul called him up. Did you know that? Yeah. Paul called him up. Of course he, he said, did. Hey, I'm, lo- I'm looking for work. <laughs> hey, are you painting the union, Paul? <laughs> yeah, go with that union shit. And, uh... So what this guy's fuck. So this guy, he he's he's what he describes himself as a performance painter. So again, with no no disrespect to his abilities and his talents and his skills, if if anybody out there saw it, you don't have to premise it by saying that, Tom. Well, Who no, gives a I, fuck? Well, no. Uh, uh, is he listening to us? No. And if he but, does, too bad. We're not no, trying because, to insult you personally. You're probably no, talented. You I have no business being on a fucking kiss. That's my point. I don't want to come across as being a total asshole. If anything, I'm okay. shitting on kiss. I'm sh- if anything, I'm shitting on kiss for the decision to have a fucking artist open up for them on stage. Yeah. Why don't they bring fucking Aunt Edna to run her bingo night before the kiss concert? And be like, go ahead, Edna. You you know you a lot. Some people like that. Oh, okay. Let me put uh, that kiss. You know that old saying? Oh, you know that saying? Like, oh wow, this is so boring. It's like watching paint dry. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's what that's what they were doing. They were watching fucking paint dry. Oh, you turned it upside down, and it became Jimi Hendrix. Oh, oh. <laughs> fucking people jerking off all over themselves. Give me but a again, fucking break. But that, but that's my point. That's why I wanted. You're to go a professional painter. I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be shocked. You can draw a painting of the four Kiss members. Wow. But that, but that's my point, Zeus, oh. is that I was being serious about. It. I don't want to. I'm not trying to shit on him as an artist. He was put in a. He was put in a position. He was put in a. He, he's. He, he can't win because he's. He's. He's talented at what he does. But Kiss decided that they're going to put him on stage before fifteen thousand people at a Kiss show in paint, literally paint. And you know his his work is great. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen the pictures, but. You know, again, it's not his fault, but what are, what are they – who thought of this? I just – I know we talked about it before, but to see it in action, I'm like, what are you doing? I just don't get it, you know? And I know it's supposed to be selected dates, so I don't know – I don't know what the other dates are going to be because there's been no other announcements for any Put them out in Canada because people are polite there. Um, bring him to New York and see how he, how he does. Right. No, you're right. Boston. See how see, see how, how far he gets before he gets, like, rocks thrown at him. Yeah, but I, you know, I mean, look, I would never be disrespectful of the guy and be rude to him. I'm not making fun of him. I'm ma- again, I'm making fun of Kiss's decision to have him. That's, but you don't have to say that. It's obvious. No one's shitting on the guy's talent. All right. I'm saying is, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Are you going to go see the friggin' legendary other rock groups? Is Aerosmith going to have him opening up a painter? Right. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it, it, it's t- to see it in action was really bizarre. It was. Oh, yeah, oh. I know. Weird stuff. 
Just fucking stupid. The unemployed painter. Yeah. Paints each other up. I know. Um, anyways, um, so let's get back to the main subject, huh? All right. So, so today we decided what? To finally get into one of our first album reviews. Yes. And we couldn't figure out how to do it or which to do first. So we just pulled them out of a we pulled them out of a technological hat per se. Yeah. Um, so we ended up with Animalize is going to be our first album review. Yes. Animalize. Yes. So, you know, uh, you know, we're not Wikipedia here. We're not going to, uh, you know, talk about engineer. Yeah. Johnny Coolballs. <laughs> bassist on one note. Yeah. Right. Johnny soggy, Johnny soggy ass. Here's a fuck. Um, we're going to talk about the album because we're fans. Okay? Yeah, right. So you you go. Kiss has got a new album. When did you come up and and be like realize animalize? I will tell you this. I didn't know animalize from when it came out or heard about it. I wasn't back into Kiss when it was released. I got into Animalize, as I was telling you in my intro episode, right? In our intro episode? Yep. Um, when I went to go visit my cousin in Michigan and in Detroit, they were playing, he was playing Animalize Live, the concert. So I got back into them because I saw that. And from there... I went into Asylum first because that's what had come out. Then I did the whole backtrack and I got Animalized afterwards and went down the list because also I remembered Heavens on Fire when I, you know, after Animalized. Yep. What about you? Well, this came out when we were 11. Um, the, o- the, the only memory I have of this album was the, um, was the video on MTV because at this time, 1984, I had this was the down time in my life for Kiss. Um, at this time, I was into like again, I'm 11 and I'm into like Ozzy, Iron Maiden, Motley Crue. That you know, the hair metal started to take over. I just I really wasn't into Kiss, but um, I had to lick it up cassette, and I was like, eh, whatever. And um, I, I knew that Animal Eyes existed, but I never. All I knew about it was Heavens on Fire, and I loved the song. The, the radio played it. MTV played the video all the time. But I never owned the album until, like, years, years later. And even then, at the time, I'm like, ah, I'm just not really – this is, you know, not different. different. Yeah, just not really a huge fan of the type of music that at the time when I bought it. Now, I will say I have come to really, really, really like this album. I mean – I love it. Honestly, I, I, I love it. How do you feel about it now based on... Like- um, it's like, for me, a Star Wars movie. Okay. There's, you know, people jump on this. Oh, I don't like this. I don't like this. Star Wars movie, Kiss album. I like them all. I don't give a shit what they do. I'll end up liking it. It's a good analogy. But in my, you know, ratings of them all together. Yeah. You know, it's probably... Towards the bottom, okay. I'm not a really a big fan of a lot of the stuff there. There's some good stuff there. Yeah, you know, I 
it's Kiss. So I, I have a the way I listen to Kiss is I got all my music, all my Kiss stuff. I don't usually just put on an album. I just have Kiss on shuffle. Right. All their songs, all everything, and I don't turn it off. So if I haven't heard, you know, Thrills in the Night in a while, I'm listening to it. Uh, you know, it's not something that. Let me grab Animalize. I want to listen to. Let me open up my stereo player, put in the CD because yes, I still have CDs. Oh yeah, uh, and that's not how I do it. I just so I mean, he, he, uh, it was nice. I listened to it straight this week, constantly, to prepare for this. Um, did that help you? Did you enjoy it more or less, or did it matter the fact that you were really listening to it start to finish? Did that? Now that this episode is over, I don't see myself going. Okay, I want to listen to this more. Really, there are songs that I've discovered that I like better than I used to. Yeah, there's other stuff that I'm like. Uh. Um, here's, here's the thing for me. Like I told, I told you yesterday, I went for a run last night and I listened to Animal Eyes on Shuffle. Had, right. had my had my earbuds in, so it was really the the sound was really full. The one thing I will say about this album, musically, this may be my personal favorite Eric Carr album. Really? Eric Carr, Eric Carr's. I know everybody talks about Creatures of the Night, and we'll get into that when we do that album review. Right. Musically, mu- musically, I think you know some of the lyrics are on some of the songs, you know, but that's Kiss in general, but. I think it's a solid record. There's a couple songs that are weaker than others, obviously, like any other album. But if, like, musically, as like an '80s rock album, it does not surprise me that this album got the popularity that it got, that it went platinum. And just to throw out our first stat of the episode, um, this was their biggest selling '80s album. Um, that's a little bit surprising because you know, I mean, I know Asylum had a ton of hits, Crazy Night had a ton of hits, Lick It Up, you know. Um, but I, I, I like I like the album. I mean, I, I think Eric Carr is absolute a monster on this album. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can see why people aren't a fan of it. There's a couple of there's a couple of songs that aren't terrific on it. You know, no, well, we'll get into it in more yeah, detail. We will. But you know, what's the first thing you do when you grab a Kiss album? Kiss albums a little bit different. You kind of look at them. You look at the cover. You open it up. You read it. You know, I'm not getting LPs at this point. I'm getting CDs at this point. So it's not, it's a little bit different. But, um, you know, the cover? Oh, the fuck is that? Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. I'll tell you, right. let me tell you right now, the front cover is is a total disaster. Uh, I mean, I I get what they were doing with, you know, that they were trying to, you know, the, the, with the the animal skins and all that shit. But I'll tell you right now, as far as back album covers go, <laughs> when I look at that picture right now, let me tell you right now, that looks... Now, I have a sister who's four years older than me. <laughs> that looks like a picture of her and her girlfriends at the mall in 1984. <sighs> What the, the fuck fact, on Paul Stanley's head? The fact that Paul is that close to an open flame in that picture with that friggin' hairdo, absolute disaster. I mean, what is happening? That is the worst hairdo. That looks like a joke. Like someone's like, let me put on this fro on you, buddy. Before and this episode. What the fuck is that? He makes Eric Carr. You know, Eric Carr's got that huge head. 
Yeah. Huge hair, excuse me, and that small little head. Yeah. <laughs> he, he dwarfs Eric Carr in this. I Look sh- at his fro. Look at that. Before we started recording tonight, I showed my wife, uh, I showed her uh, the, that picture. I go, look at this. What does that look like? When I told her that was Paul Stanley, it, she's she's a Kiss fan. She knows Paul with and without the makeup. Yeah. Speechless when she saw that picture. You know, total disaster of a picture. What the fuck is <laughs> What does that hair do? Yeah. What? And, and like, it's all dark. You can't even see them. So you got a new guitarist. Are they trying to purposely hide him? His face? You can barely see him. So yeah, let's talk about them. Who, who by the by the way, this is a complete and total coincidence. Today is his birthday. Mark May he Norton. rest in peace. That's right. Mark Norton, also known as Mark St. John. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, they look like they're hiding him in this photo. Well, with all due respect, they probably should. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the other ones I'm the best looking in that in, in this photo shoot, though. Whew. What the fuck? Mark St. One horrible photo. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, so Mark St. John, so after they booed, after they bounced Vinny, they needed a guitarist, and... He was some sort of, like, I guess, like, guitar teacher? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, prob- and, Go ahead. And, and, and the funny thing is, too, he wasn't even a Kiss fan. He didn't even know their music. He wasn't even he wasn't even into it. He, he, he played, like, all different instruments, and he was, like, a, a music instructor and everything. So... I tell you right now, you listen to this album. I don't know what the fuck he was teaching because it wasn't guitar. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Like, didn't they learn their lesson from Vinny that you can't just throw somebody that can show you all these shiny little things they can do yeah. if it doesn't fit with right. what your music is? Well, I think what happened. I think what happened was at this. This was the era when you know guys like Ingve Malmsteen and like those real shredders those guys that could just absolutely destroy the fretboard up and down with all kinds of notes and you know this this was Kiss's version of their 80s shred album you know and i think that's why they got Mark St. John for the time it was okay you know yeah well i mean, I, I, I mean when he's on this album when he's playing, you know, his leads and, and chords and different, it's, he sounds great. They they all do. But when when he goes off on a tangent, it, I mean, it's like you can have it's like seizure inducing what he's doing yeah. with the guitar. It's brutal. Um. So, Animalize. Couple quick things. If this was their twelfth at the time, twelfth studio album. Yep. All right. Yep. It. You know, I think this is when they switched to Mercury. Yes. Lick It Up was their first with Mercury, I think, right? I don't recall. I think you might be right. Yeah, I think so. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Mer- uh, Lick It Up was the first. This is the second release on Mercury. So okay. this came out September 13th, 1984. Yep. yep. Um, And it's kind of, you know, that's the other thing. It's only nine songs. You know, and I'm looking here now as I have it on the. Um, oh, it's like 35 minutes long, top to yeah, bottom. 35 minutes long, real yeah, fast. Yeah. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, you know, it, it, the album goes platinum. It does like you said. It's probably their biggest hit in years at the time. You know, and I think a lot of it had to do with Heaven's on Fire. Oh, this, al- this album put them back on the map for the 80s. Yeah, I mean, it put them as, you know what, they're not as big as they once were, but they have a place. They still have a role in, in, in hard rock music. They, here you go. You can get in line, Kiss. You're, you're, you're invited. 
Yeah, because I think Lick It Up, I think Lick It Up was a transition album for a lot of people. It was their first album without the makeup. People weren't sure what to, what to, you know, I think that album kind of flew under the radar, unfortunately. So I think when Animalize came out and they wrote a song like Heaven's on Fire and had that video, like you said, people like, oh, all right, yeah, Kiss can fit in in the 80s now. They got the look, they got the sound, you know, let's give these guys another shot now, you know? Um, yeah. You know, no, and, 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 you know, just reading up on this album and stuff. Yep. It, you can tell it's a kind of an awkward stage. And, you know, the big thing that comes out about this is this is when Gene went Hollywood. He's filming Runaway. He's um, got a couple other movie projects going on. And Gene's away. So it's left with Paul. So Paul did, and Gene, I think, co-produced, I think, Creatures and in, in, uh, in Lick It Up with uh, yeah. Michael James Jackson, right? Yes. And this one he produced alone. Yep. You know, Gene Michael. gets the associate producer title, you know, probably because of their partnership. Yeah, and Michael right. James Jack Michael James Jackson did a little bit of production at the Yeah, he, he started, but he couldn't stay on. Apparently, Correct. Right? Right, right, right? So but Paul, you can tell because Paul's one with the you know, with the songs. And yep. I think Gene was just, hey, I gotta put in my songs as well. And uh Which, I just, the, a lot of it was awkward. The whole Which, I, it's let me just finish this. Last. It started from the album cover to the front, yeah. to the back, to the new guitarist, to Gene not being it. It's just awkward. And it's not bad. It's awkward. It's just a weird fit. And, you know, the funny thing is, one of the things I was looking at the back cover, if you open up the liner notes, it says back cover photo concept by Paul Stanley. Why the fuck? Yep. Would you put that in there like you're proud of that? I don't know. Of a photo concept. That's oh, awesome. you came up with that. Yeah. Hey, we need somebody to come up with a concept. <laughs> you know that photo of Paul Stanley and that hairdo? We need that. That's weird because I don't get it. When you look at the album title. And- hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well... I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. 
I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, (laughs) oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus, I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Fucking lions or something. You know, like, well, I don't know. Because I think it stems off of the whole lick it up. Well, that right. Like, videos where they're like post-apocalyptic fucking world and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's that, what that looks like again. Yeah, but that, but that has nothing to do with animal eyes. What the fuck is animalized anyways? What the right. fuck is that? You become right. a tiger? Ooh, you're a tiger. Rar, <laughs> rar. By the Pulse way, cats or something? What the fuck is that? By the way, Runaway is awesome if you've never seen that movie. Yes. I'm telling you, it's awesome. Gene should have done more movies as a villain. He should have. He, he, he played such an awesome villain in that movie and by the way if you have a, if you subscribe to amazon prime video it's on i'm gonna watch it this weekend because the movie is awesome tom yes. Selleck, oh it's great and by the way and uh, since we're talking about the album a little bit of trivia um <clears throat> gene if for anybody who saw the movie gene cut like all of his hair off for that movie runaway okay he wore a, he wore a wig on the animalized tour yeah is that why you had that Stupid fucking bandana on, <laughs> and that hairdo that looked like ridiculous. It looked yeah, like looked- somebody from 
friggin' uh, an 80s sitcom. Like he looked the waitresses yeah. from Alice. Yeah, he, looked like, he looked like a fucking B. Arthur from the Golden Girls. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, shoes and that dress and off. <laughs> Um, so this, so, yes, like you said, this was the beginning of Gene kind of mailing it in for the eighties. And then they start getting in yep. those, um, outside rider, uh, writers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's what three Desmond child songs yep. with Paul on there. Yep. Right. And then Desmond, the, who's, Desmond who's child, the, I mean, every time he helps with them he's he he knocks it out of the park for the most part mitch weissman and who's the bassist guy oh jean bouvoir he's jean bouvoir yeah he pitched in yeah. on a, on some of the bass tracks when gene was out uh you said pinch yeah exactly and then another another fun fact that i'll be honest with you i did not know this at all was you said fun fact yeah yeah was bruce kulik Played on two songs on this album. I had no idea. He was on Lonely yep. as the Hunter and Murder in High Heels. I had no idea about that. Yeah. Uh, he shouldn't be proud to be on that one of those songs. Oh, oh how Oof. dare you. Oof. <laughs> um, as, our, as our German housekeeper would say when she'd clean up our suite in college. Oof. <laughs> Anyways. You boys are gross. <laughs> <laughs> that poor lady was haunted from fucking cleaning up after our suite. Um, so why don't we, why, why don't we, before we start doing the track by track, we'll talk a little bit more about Mark St. John, about what happened with him and why Bruce Kulik kind of had a pitch in. So unfortunately the, um, the poor guy, I mean, of all the things to go wrong as a guitar player, he was diagnosed with just a brutal case of arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis writer's syndrome yeah not just his hands swelled up but there was his some of his joints and his knees and his feet um he had a he was on record as saying he had to use a cane a lot of the times to walk around um just real sounds to their concerts yeah bruce would be filling in he'd just like kind of stand on the sideline it's like somebody like you can't dance with your your girlfriend at the prom because you're in a wheelchair. Yeah. You're just gonna sit there and watch her dance with somebody else, and eventually, you know, she just takes off with them, and you're just like, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. It was it was it was unfortunate. I mean, it it sucks. You know, the guy gets the opportunity of a lifetime and then gets hit with this. So, you know, they had a, they had a part ways, and that's when Bruce, you know, that's when Bruce became part of the band. Yep. You know, and the rest is history. Bingo. That's right. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, well, you know, it was fun while it lasted, Mark. We never really got to know you, but well, that's it funny is what it Paul, is. Paul, Paul even said that during, uh, you know, we always refer to extreme close-up. Paul even said, he's like, you know, Mark St. John, he was the guy that no one ever knew. You know, he was with the band for... There was like this one Pope. Yeah, exactly, the Pope analogy. Yeah, good one, Paul. <laughs> um, we can do... Everything comes from uh, extreme close-up. Oh, uh, cool. Anyways, so... Let's start. Track okay. one. All right. We start off with I've Had Enough Into the Fire. I 
I just wanted to let the Mark solo in the beginning go for a little bit. Go ahead. What do you think? Um, I, 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 I mean, I'm not a huge fan of, uh, of fast kiss, but this is kind of a tempo that I can tolerate. Um, I, I like it. That intro, I know this, this came out about three years prior, but the intro kind of reminds me of the, uh, the beginning of kiss of death by Dokken. Kind of like the yeah. way, like the, the way the riff kind of kicks in and the drums are like, brrr, you know what I mean? Like, um, I, I like the song. I mean, it's, um, like I said, I'm not a big fan of fast kiss, but you know, this is, this is okay. You know, I, I, I do, I do like the song. Don't what about you, you? I feel like it's, it's the same kind of King of the Mountain. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. King of the Mountain. Um, and, uh, what's the other one? Exciter. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. It's that's when they tried to get fast. Yeah. I think that they're all the same, right? I don't know. I, I yeah. I mean, I, I, I like, I mean, I like Exciter. I, I, I like Exciter much more than I like this song, but I do like this song. Yeah. You know, um, it's a good song. I like it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, um, you know what I didn't get? I didn't realize till you know, I started reading the lyrics and stuff. I thought it's always, I've had enough into the fire. It's not. Yeah. It's out of the, out of coal. I I didn't realize that until I started looking at him. Like he says it the whole time. Yeah. He says, I've had enough. And then in the background, you hear out of the cold into the fire. Yeah. I didn't didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Look, I like the song. It's a strong song. It, it, you know, and it's a little bit of like, hey, everybody, we got a new guitarist, and this guy can do this. Yeah, I think that's that. I think that's exactly what it was. They wanted to show off Mark St. John, so yeah, um, yeah. Okay. All right. So, what do we got next? Well, Never we heard this the, song. We got the signature song right here, "Heaven's on Fire." Yeah, and when you say signature song, yeah. Um, look, this song is what everybody can you know thinks of when they think of you know kiss and animalize right oh yeah totally Man, can can he write a, like a hook? I'm telling you, he and he's on record as saying he wanted this song to be simple. He was afraid it was going to be too simple. Um, but that to this day, I rem- to this day, I know it's overplayed. I know it's you know, it's just whenever the song comes on, I just it, it the drums, just that riff, the chorus, like you said, the hook. It's just it's an awesome. How many hard rock musicians? I mean, it does sound a little like Shook Me All Night Long. Oh, totally. Yes, it does. How many songs have come from that type of song Yep. since? Yep. Now, I know he likes to say, well, how many you know people love this song because how many songs came out just like it? Um, but, um, you know, I could say it's a little bit of Shook Me All Night Long, but it's yeah. great. And, you know, it's funny reading into this, this you know, for the album, 
um, um, you know, I, I can uh, say that, you know, they, they, this was Paul supposedly warming up his voice. That's a Great. voice exercise. Yeah. That's, that he does. That's, that, yeah. That's, and that's they just really left good. it in. Yeah. That's really good trivia. He was, he was trying to do like his little vocal throat exercise. Silly little kiss voice. Yeah. And the tape, the tape was running and they inadvertently caught him doing it. And when they played it back, they loved it. And now it's become, you know, it's a signature yeah. intro. And they're playing it on the end of the road tour. And I blame his voice problems because that stupid thing that he tries to do that all the time. Probably. And all these concerts over the years that he's blown out his voice. Probably. Um, but, yeah, that's 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 the song number two. That's the song. Um, and, you know what? We can't go without talking about the video. Oh, Jesus Christ. With the hand in the plastic, and you can see the plastic on fire. Oh, yeah, he's got his, he's got all the stuff on his fingers at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a there's a quick shot of Mark St. John looking stupid. Oh, yeah, it looks, like he's just a, it looks like he's confused, like, oh, shit, yeah. I'm going to kiss? Yeah. <laughs> and there's just a bunch of groupies hanging out, and, like, Gene is wearing that, like, oh, that waitress hairdo from the 80s. And, um... <laughs> You know, and there are tons of chicks everywhere. I think there's one scene where Paul's like walking out of a. Is that the one where he's walking out of a shower in a towel? Oh God. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that. <laughs> that, but that was his, '80s kiss. With his Paul Stanley chest hair. <laughs> but that, but that's why. We remember this was '84. That was a perfect video for MTV at that time. And then he does that. I can't. Obviously, you guys can't see me, but he does that face and he does the close up that part when he oh. does the ooh, he does when he does the eat it like a piece of cake. Yeah, and he does the like he does the head, the sideways head move and the pouted lips. What yeah, yeah, the yeah. signature Paul thing. Oh yeah, oh, that's wild. awesome. It's Anyways, just... that video, it, it was just something else. That's oh, awesome. Uh, and you know, while MTV was going on, and then. Uh, what do you call it? Came out Kiss Exposed. I must have watched that a million times. Oh yeah, yeah, a million times, right? Yep. So yep. then we get to our good friend, um, <laughs> Mister Gene Simmons. Time to get onto the mic, right? Bring it on. And uh, we get the Kiss classic that I don't know. I mean, it's pretty obvious why this is a classic, but here you go. I'm not going to let it go to that point of the part that we all know that's coming up. And what is that part, Mr. Tom? Well, that's Burn, Bitch, Burn, the epically titled uh, uh, track there. And we all know that this song just became 
a kiss legend because of the when love rears its head i want to get on your case i want to put my log in your fireplace how lovely is to call a female private area a fireplace reminds me of the eddie murphy talking about in the in delirious something's on fire well, I'll tell you this, okay? I know this song get first of all, the song title is ridiculous. The song lyrics are ridiculous, but I'm gonna tell you right now. Musically, I think this song kicks ass. That opening guitar riff and the the way Eric's drums, I think that song kicks ass. It takes a beating because of the title and because of the lyrics. Musically, I love it. Just is there reason to be burn, bitch, burn? <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Oh, just. I know. Oh, got nasty habits. What do you got nasty habits? Who's got nasty habits? Everything was just like yeah. so degrading towards women back then. Well, was uh, the I know we're I mean, older now. We can say that, but I mean, I'm not defending. We're not. No one's defending it, but it was the '80s. It was kiss yeah, in the '80s. I know. Just like you know? all us little, you know, junior high and high school kids were loving that shit as a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here we go. All right. Right. What do we got next, buddy? Get all you can take. You like this one, huh? Go ahead. All right. We'll go with this one. What do you think? Ooh, well, I love that song. I think the music again. It's it's what I said about the mu- the music is is awesome. Um, the like Paul is quoted as saying that he thinks it has a cool like Zeppelin groove. I don't know, but it I don't does. Know, the it beginning does. of it, yeah, it it does. Um, I I think like I said at the beginning when we were talking about the album in general, it's just another song where I think musically it kicks ass. The guitars and the drums, so it's a strong song. I'm surprised this song didn't get a little bit more play off this album than I think it should have. I think it, I think this could have been like the, like hit number two off this album. Yeah. Um, also I think it's the first time you hear kiss swearing. Yes. Yes. Right. I don't yep. know if they swear in any other song, do they? Uh, I don't think so. I'm trying to think so. Right. I'm I don't think, think so. Well, and they kind of mute it. So you don't catch it. Cause there's no, is there, Look at this. There's no explicit lyric sticker on this thing. Because I think because I think he says it once and you can barely hear it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of muted. Yeah. Because he says, "What fucking difference does it make?" Yeah. And, and um, that's, that's that's weird to hear. Kiss Kiss does not swear on their songs. No. You know. Um, but it does have a zep a, a groove to it. It makes me think of a little bit of uh, 
physical graffiti, a little House of the Holy yeah. albums, that type of, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and it's a good song. It's another yeah. one. You know, thankfully, there are more of these of Paul's. So, yeah. Um, let's go to the next one, brother. Number Song number five. Now, I believe this was the last song when this used to be like a cassette, right, or album. Really? Yeah. They changed the they they changed the track order. No, what I'm saying, this was song number five, right on the cassette. Oh, 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 oh I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You meant so the so it was the last song on side one of the cassette. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> think uh okay i'm i'm gonna i'm probably gonna be repeating myself a lot but that's another song where musically i think it's really cool i think it has a cool i like that riff yep um you know i think gene's voice sounds weird i don't like the sound of his voice um it's not a it's not a very strong song you know i'm not gonna pretend Mm -hmm. that it is but i don't mind the groove of it um you know, it, it is what it is. It's a it's a Gene filler track. You know, I think it, I think it's a little funky. Yeah, it is. Um, I like it. Yep. And there's uh the part where he gets all like high. Oh, sweat drop on my face. Whatever he yeah. says. Yep. Uh, I like ooh yeah, and the crowd and the band sings along with it. Yeah. Um, I I think it's got a good groove to it. It does. I, yeah. I, I kind of like it. Um, yep. but you know, nothing deep. No. Right. No. I mean, not like Kiss has. You don't listen to Kiss for deep lyrics, but no, no, just it's all just, right. That's what it, it is. It's it's weird to hear, um, like a like a kind of a um like a subdued type of Gene song because you know he's got burn bitch burn and then he's got lonely as the hunter where it sounds like he's just kind of you know I, I mean I, that's probably what they were obviously intending for but yeah I, I don't I don't mind it I don't mind yeah it. yeah you know. Well, let's go hit the highway doing 69. Oh, God, forgive us. The pedal to the metal. Oh, that song is friggin' terrible. <laughs> Period. Tell us what you think. 
the beginning of that song right there with Mark St. John having a seizure with his guitar was absolute garbage. I don't know. That was terrible. <laughs> Remember, I told, I told you with I've had enough that I don't like fast kiss. This is ridiculous fast kiss. This is terrible. Not good. Not but a good. This look is what them. the album is. This you could sub this, and you would say this sounds like a mountain steam, and during that time or something crazy like exactly. It sounds like, it sounds like Vinny. Yeah, oh, Vinny. I'm... Yeah. Remember that, what's that part in, uh, in in close up that Gene does, and he's like, and he oh. takes a fake gun and goes. Oh, the, yeah, the bees. Like yeah, that's what he makes the sound. That's you know, I don't know why he's mocking the guy. You're the one who picked him to put him in your band. And you let him do that. I, so why I, are you mocking him? I say that all the time. Like, you're shitting on a guy who you asked to be in your band. Exactly. And you thought it was okay at the time. So, I mean, but that's that's what it reminds me of. Like the B, the gene analogy that he makes. What do you think of this? Do you like when Kiss tries to do this? I like it because it's different. It was it was, it was was of the time. You know what I like? Because it's different form of Kiss. I don't. I, 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 I like Kiss when they get the... When they just riffing and get a groove going, that's just garbage. I don't like it at all. I like it. Paul's I, voice is super high. If I, that's another thing. His voice, yeah, the whole song. Yeah, if I, if I'm when I'm if I'm hearing something that fast, I want it to be like Metallica doing it, not Kiss. It's not good. Yeah. Not good. Yeah, no. Um. So next we got, um, I believe this would be song number seven. Yeah, this is and a good it's one. the um, what last um, Paul song, right? It's the last Paul oh, song. Shit. Yeah, yeah, you're seven. right. It is. Yes, you're right. It yeah, is. Isn't that funny? Number seven. It's the last song of Paul. Yep. Here we go. That's another one with Paul's voice. Yeah. Uh, I'm a fan. I like the song. Um, um, I think it's a good song. I, You know, just kind of silly notion there. Yeah, a girl that's, you know, a good girl at the work, and then at night she goes out and goes, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I like it. I mean, I'm not eh, – it's okay. I'm not a huge fan. The song kind of plods along for me a little bit, like that – you know, then, then when the chorus comes, thrills in the night, passion taking over. <laughs> oh, fucking relax, all right? All right? You know, come on, man. Settle down. S- settle down. Passion. It's, 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 that's, I, I know that this became kind of a uh, kind of a hit. You know, they put it well, on. It was their second um, uh, single. Yeah, and I don't I don't think it deserved that. They, they did a video where Bruce is in the video. 
yes. because it's like a shot of animalized live and then them like like before the concert wearing the same clothes and they try to have it like it's all together yep and, and that's it's just oh it's just awful and that's actually the song where uh, Jean Beauvoir plays most of the I think he plays all the bass in in, yeah. in place of Gene on that so it's okay it's you know I'm I'm very simple when it comes to a lot of the songs I like. I like songs that just have a groove and a flow, and that just kind of plods along the chorus. It's like nothing. I don't know. It's okay. All is good with those choruses, though. They're all catchy hooks, and uh, that's true for me. Yeah. It's a catchy hook, and you yeah. know, yep. he always does the Boris Boris to the chorus, and there's yeah. Paul with his chorus. That's what he likes. That's true. Um, that's true. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a single for a reason, yeah. which leads me back to. What else would be a single from this if you're going down that avenue? You know, that's how I look at it. No, you're right. Um, You know, it's certainly not going to be the the next two songs, but um, here we go. Okay. Here's (laughs) – I don't even want to – I don't even know how to lead into these two songs. Here we go. I'm going to tell you, you can make fun of me all you want. I love that song. I love the music. I love, I like the general riff that kind of flows through the song. Again, Gene, vocals sound kind of, yeah, whatever. But I like the drums. I just like the way the guitars are kind of, I I don't know. I, I really like that song. I think the chorus is kind of interesting too. Like, it's like, he's kind of like screaming while a city sleeps. I, 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 that's, that's one of my, um, one of the songs I enjoy a lot on that album. I know I'm probably in the minority, but I really like it. It should be called while the kiss army sleeps. Oh, how dare you? <sighs> um, what the fuck was that? that really? Just fucking terrible. Oh, terrible. But, terrible. But- but Gene, but Gene got the inspiration from a, uh, a a murder mystery from the fifties called "While the City Sleeps." Okay. Yeah, and if you thought that's bad, we got we got one more coming for you. Here we go. version of love theme from kiss with lyrics holy fuck 
What the fuck is this song? The best part about that song is the title, Murder Murder in High Heels. Which, when I read, you know, about this album, literally it comes back to that thing about Gene that he has, like, sayings. I thought yeah. I was the only one who does this. Yeah. I put sayings in my phone, too. If I hear okay. a good saying or a good quote, I keep it. Okay. He has a book of sayings. Yeah. And he just throws this shit together. It means nothing. They just words. They just he just puts it to go. Oh yeah, oh I heard that. That sounds cool. Murder in high heels. Well, what the fuck does that have to do with it? Well, like, well, you just said this song uh, may have the all time most ridiculous worst chorus. All it is, all it is, is him whispering "murder in high heels." There's no chorus. Murder. Yeah. Now I, I'll give him I'll give him credit the the the, the vibe the gr- it's got a little bit of a funky groove to it. Do you know what it, it literally? I bet you it's like it just seems like it's one of those things where they're like I don't know fuck it just fucking throw that last thing throw murder and high heels in. That's Who gives exactly a fuck what it, it. I'm fucking exactly. done. I'm tired. Let's just throw murder and high heels. That's exactly what it was. I agree with in you. In the meantime, right? they did that in the song before that. I don't know. Throw Wallace City sleeps in. Yeah, you're right. Both. Fucking terrible. Well, oh. uh, murder in high heels is a total disaster. I think. Uh, oh. I, I think. I think while the city sleeps is much better. While the kiss army sleeps. Yeah, exactly. Um. All right. That's our opinion. That's analyze the songs one through nine. Yep. Now we decided because we always like to make things competitive. Yep. Um. That let's list our tracks, right? Yep. One through nine by favorite. Okay. So obviously we'll start with number nine. All What's right. your least favorite song? Under the gun. Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> I told you I hate fast kiss. Not because it's, it, first of all, it's a good song. Fine. Okay. The it maybe it should be at the end because the let's do go on the highway doing sixty nine. I don't it's like one of the kiss. worst kiss lyrics that goes up there with burn bitch burn. Yes. Now you think about it, this fucking whole album is full of a lot of worst. Um, agree. Not even close. Not even okay. fucking close. Okay. While this shit city fucking puts a gun to his head for listening to this song, you have that nine. last. Absolutely dead last. Wow, you are oh. gonna wait until you see where that's on my rankings. Okay, You're shocked. While the city sleeps is dead last. Wow, fucking terrible. Wow, terrible. And wow. if you thought that was bad, right next to it is fucking his kissing cousin, murder in high heels, number eight for me. Oh, we're tied with number. I have. I also have that at number eight. Oh, yep. Horrible murder. Yeah. All right, then, then at number seven for me, I got Lonely is the Hunter at number seven. Nope. Okay. Burn. Biatch. Ooh. Burn. This is a very different list. Wow. Yep. Okay. Burn, bitch, burn. All right. So then, then what do you got for uh, six? Six. No coincidence. Another Gene song. Okay. Lonely, the best of a fucking terrible group. Okay. Is the hunter. My six, I got thrills in the night. 
Ooh. Yep. Thrills in the night. Wow. We're yep. very different here. This is a weird list. Then yeah, number- well, we, we said to everybody, me and you have different kiss tastes. That's true. So, number five. Tom, you better get all you can take. Hey, that's what I got for number five, too. Yep. Get all, right. all you can take is number five. Okay. What fucking difference does it make, huh? Number four for me, you're going to love this. While the, right. city, while the city sleeps. <laughs> Speechless. I've had enough. Put her in that fucking bucket. <laughs> All right. Is that what you have? You have I've had enough at number four? Yep. Okay. Number four. All right. For number th- number three for me is I've had I've had enough at number three. Okay. I have under the gun. At number three? Yes. Oh. Good God! Good song, fuck that. Stupid lyric, but good song. Oh no! Number two. I said this before. I know the lyrics are ridiculous. I love the music. I got burn, bitch, burn at number two. Your kiss credentials should go up burning. <laughs> hey. I got silly thrills in the night. At number two. Yes. Thrills oh. in the night. Well, it's nice to know that at least we have the same number one. And you know what? I love Heaven's on Fire. Yeah. But I, I almost like love it because I should love it. I've heard it so many times. Yeah, but it's unquestionable. It. It's something that I can proudly put on to somebody else that doesn't like Kiss or doesn't know Kiss. I can be like, listen to this. Don't tell me this fucking song doesn't move you. But that's what I'm saying. It's unquestionably the best song on the album. It's not even it's, close. Yeah. Like, it's something that I'm proud as a Kiss fan be like, fuck you. If yeah. you don't like this song, then then you're a person that is trying not to like this song because there's no yeah. way. The song just rocks. Agreed. Um, so I put Heavens on Fire as my number one. Yeah, me too. Me too. That's obvious. Um, now, yeah, I don't I, think it was difficult. No. But, which leads me to my overall analysis of this. It's kind of a weak album, buddy. It, it, look, I told you earlier, I, I, I agree with that assessment. I do. It's not a great album. What I enjoy is the music. Parts of some of the songs, the music. Eric Carr's drums sound great. Yeah. I'm not going to fool you into saying that it's uh, it's a great album. But you know what I can tell, prove it to you? When you think of all your favorite Kiss songs, right? Yep. All of them. <clears throat> yep. Where does your song number two and three from this album go? Maybe your maybe, maybe Top seventy-five. Oh, yeah, that's a good. No, that's a good point. Right? You're right. They're not. You're not going to get anything after Heaven's on Fire to be in your top twenty, top thirty, forty, fifty. Oh, oh you're absolutely. I'm not putting Thrills of the Night in there. Not even close. No, if you look that's at that's how I can say it's not. And as a matter of fact, I'll probably throw three, maybe four songs as my some of my least favorite. I agree with that. And if you look at it from an overall Kiss ranking, I totally agree. If you take it as a standalone album, animalized songs one through nine, I look at it a little differently, but I know what you mean. There's no way Burn Bitch Burn is going to be... Well, I actually, I, I take that back. I, I, that If I was going to do, I mean, a, 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 that, that would, I like that song. I, I do. I'm I, sure I, you do. I do. But if you really went down and said, we're going away for a month, yep. take 50 Kiss songs with you. I'm sorry. I don't think you're taking Burn Bitch Burn. 50? Yeah. Oh, that would make it. 
I don't know, buddy. Oh yeah. When we do the rest of these albums and we yep. go down the list. Yeah. I don't. I, I think you'd be surprised how many more songs you'd rather hear than that. I think you just came up with a future episode. Yeah. Well, that's nice, but again, <laughs> it's one of those things. Oh, I have to take fifty songs with me of Kiss. All right. Well, then I got to take Strutter, even though. I would rather probably hear Murder in High Heels and Strutter. What? Right? You know what I mean? Like, because I'm, I'm tired of that. I've heard it a million times. Uh, I know what you mean. So it, it's part of that. But then again, like, if you're having a party or something, you're not listening to Murder in High Heels. No, right? I, know. I, know. I know. I know. I know. People just hanging out, having drinks, you know, hearing music in the background. Right. That's, how long before somebody turns around and goes, hey, what the fuck is this music you got going on? <laughs> Did that <laughs> Someone just talked about a fucking putting their log in their fireplace? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Anyways, um, so now, that's animalized. Do you have any final thoughts about it well, you want to talk about? Yeah, just real quick, not necessarily about just animalized, but this this was part of a string of albums um, where Kiss did not do ballads for a while. They had they did a ballad on Creatures of the Night. Okay, I Still Love You. They did no ballads on Lick It Up, no ballads on Animal Eyes, no ballads on Asylum unless you consider Tears of Fall. Yeah, like, I was going to just say like, that, maybe. Like, Tears of Fall, like a, but I'm talking like a true ballad, like something – like in Crazy Nights, they had Reason to Live. Hot in the Shade, they had Forever. There was none of that. Uh, this stretch of albums had none of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like... No, they were, they were they, into, you know, let me play fast and uh, we'll see what happens. Right. Yeah, they were trying, uh, to, like, they were trying to shed that. Um, and at this time, too, remember, this is 1984. The big power ballad era didn't start until the late 80s. So yeah. uh, it, it kind of makes a little bit of sense that they didn't really do that right now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, animalize it is what it is, I guess. <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's there, and I just got a feeling if we when we go through the rest of these albums, it's really not going to be up there high. I, um, I agree. I agree. So that's animalize. So let's end uh, with a couple uh, questions, if you got any. Okay. Uh, let's see. I got uh, our buddy Dave on Twitter mm-hmm. um, came up with an interesting one. Um, th- this actually is pretty good. So he says, uh, personally, I do not like non makeup songs being performed by the band in makeup. For example, unholy doesn't look right when Gene does it in makeup. I'm not saying that they shouldn't do it, but I don't like it. What do you think? I think he's right. I think heaven's on fire sounds kind of weird with, them in makeup. Okay. Right? Okay. Even well, lick it up. I mean, like, it, it does look weird and stuff, but shit, I'd still rather hear it than hear friggin' hotter than hell for the one millionth time. Okay. I see what you're saying. Now, for me, my first experience seeing Kiss in concert was in 1990. Hot in the Shade Tour. Obviously, no makeup. They opened up with I Stole Your Love. They played a ton of makeup era songs. I know what he means. I know what you mean, but I try not to let that interfere with my enjoyment of the song. The song is still the song. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. 
like you're right. Like when like when we see them on the end of the road, they're gonna play. Um, they're gonna play hide your heart. They're gonna play heavens on fire. I, it, yeah, it's weird. It will it will be weird. But I don't know if I I don't know if I don't want them to not play those songs, right? No, I mean, uh, I mean, look, why when I, heavens on fire? I, and I see Paul in black and silver and the makeup. I expect them to be in the like the peacock colored yep. outfits with the pink fluorescent gloves swinging on the thing, the vine across the stage, hamming it up. You're wearing right. A, a sailor's hat and shit. Not right. not the star child singing Heavens on Fire. Um, but you know, not- it's still a good song. Yeah, I mean it's it, I still would rather hear it. Yeah. It's a good point. He makes a good point. Yep. It is kind of weird. What do you got? All right. So I've got uh, a question here by uh, Deuce. Um, And I think this is on uh, Twitter. You know, we talked about this last week, actually, though. Any chance they change the set list at all? Like, say, like, replace Say Ya and Hide Your Heart with Calling Dr. Loving Creatures of the Night. See, I don't think they'll replace those songs with those songs. If they were to replace Say Yeah, they're going to replace it with Modern Day Delilah. If they're going to replace Hide Your Heart, maybe they'll replace it with Forever. If they're going to replace, you know, if they're going to put in Creatures of the Nine Calling Dr. Love, they'll take out another uh, makeup era type songs. I mean, he makes a good point. But I don't, and again, I believe they're going to probably change one or two songs at most. They're not going to change five or six songs, you know, from... Tacoma to, you know, to Baton Rouge. I mean, they're just not. That's not what Kiss does. They're not going to change anything. The set list is what you're going to get. That's it. Uh, they, 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 they've never they've never changed their set list. And I, I know we talked about this last week briefly. I know you think that there may be some changes later on. I, I don't. I'll be shocked if they do it. Uh, will you be shocked me? Yeah, right. Um, so we'll, we'll see. And we'll find out. So it looks like uh, we're about I got to... one more. I got oh, one you more. You got one more? Okay, got go one ahead. more. Another one from uh, Twitter here. This is from uh, Dave. Um, how long do you actually see this end of the road tour lasting? They talk of a two to three year tour that seems wildly ambitious. Once the novelty wears off with the new stage, the stagnant set list, where do they go from there? Do they call the spaceman or the catman? Yeah, I think that I think he may be right. I, I figure they they're all set and for a while because then they go to Europe. Yep. And so they'll be off the radar here for a while. I mean it stops after I think a year, year and a half. Okay. They don't have any future date set. And then I think they're gonna um, you know. rearrange everything and figure it out and look at what they have in front of them. And maybe they do go back to them and say, okay, we got the last half of the tour. Thank God we'd have to deal with Ace and Peter for that, but do you want them back? Do we need them? Let's bring them back and let's set this up and let's do these dates. I I hope that's what they're doing, but I think they're like, you know what? Fucking, I don't need this shit right now. We're happy to go out like we are. We'll make our money. Um, You know, other than the reunion, which was, you know, it wasn't like, again, we talked about this. It wasn't Ace. I wasn't like 
Eric Singer and Tommy and Ace and Peter's makeup, and then the original Ace and Peter came back, yeah. right? Where yeah. all of a sudden they're back, and now Kiss is going on a tour, and they sold out more. It was the reunion because they put on the makeup, and the original members came back. Right. That's what really over you know did it. That's yeah. when they did Tiger Stadium. But Kiss has never been a stadium filler. Never. No, oh. they did a like they did some arenas and some stuff, but they were never filling up, you know, no nope. huge, huge, you know, areas. So, you know, people's expectations. I think they're, they're wild. I know they ru- ru- uh, ruled everything in the seventies. Yeah, but even that, they weren't doing huge. Like they first of all, they can't with all that equipment and everything. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. So, um. I think people's expectations need to be simmered down. Totally. Agreed. Yep. I agree. <laughs> I agree. So, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, we know we talked about this a little bit more. I, I, I don't know. Two to three years seems wildly optimistic. I mean, that's Christ, somebody could die during yeah, that time. I know. I, God forbid. I know it sounds I'm morbid. Jesus Christ. It's, it's yeah. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen in three years. Yeah. We, we don't know what's going to happen in three months. I hope they make it to March so we can see them. Exactly. I mean, who knows? If the drama and kiss, you never know what's going to happen. I'd right? like to think they can still do it. I, I still got a feeling they're going to do like a residency in Vegas. That and they're not going to call that, it a that, tour. That, that, that could be the smart thing. They'll do the Kiss Cruise. Maybe they'll do some solo projects. Every once in a while, they'll do a five-city tour. Yep. You know, we're going to hit New York, Boston, Atlanta. Maybe. Uh, Los Angeles. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Or, and then they'll do like, uh, you know, a couple of years from then, they'll do Vegas for like six months. Yeah. Something I, like that. They're not just going to go away. I think they set themselves up. To kind of be embarrassed a little bit if they they're on record as saying that the tour is going to last two to three years. What happens if it doesn't? Then everyone's you know like Stewart out there is going to be like, oh, see, they couldn't do it. That's why they couldn't do it. Like, why? Why even say? Couldn't do it because they're fucking seventy. That that that's my point. So why even say two to three years? Why not just say you know we're going to go out, we're going to do an end of the road farewell tour, we're going to say goodbye to all our fans. You know we don't know where it's going to take us from here. Like why say why be oh two to three years like that. Gene's going to be 72 or whatever by the time. I mean, come on, dude. My mother's 75. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. You know? I gotcha. I mean, so, I don't know. Oh, well. All right. So, that wraps up another episode. Certainly so, does. Yeah. Famous last words, my friend. Well, you know, she's a vision in leather, like salt on the wound. Just a turn of the knob, and she's real fine-tuned. Terrible. (laughs) And I think this is like par for the course because of this album in this era in Gene. And good Lord, did he not respect women at the time. Girls love money. Like bees too, honey. Lonely. Terrible. Is the hunter. Terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so that ends another episode. Um, Before we go, though, we do like to remind everybody to please follow us on Twitter, Instagram. We have our Facebook page. Email us questions, comments, 
at shout it out loudcast, loudcast one word, at gmail.com, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. You can find us on all the platforms, Apple iTunes. You can find us on Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Podomatic. We're there. The best way to help other people find us and to uh, spread the kiss love is to uh, give us one of those nice reviews and, and comment and tell people why you think they should listen to us or tell us why you think we stink. Um, we would prefer you didn't, but, you know, it's a free country. Um, the comments, the feedback on Twitter, as you can tell, guys, we interact with you. We love it. So keep it going. Tom? And thank you, and thank you uh, so far for we've gotten some really nice uh, iTunes reviews. So we appreciate that very much. Uh, we appreciate the feedback and the interaction on our social media pages. Like we've said from day one, this is not just about this is not about us. It's about Kiss, and we just want everybody to just enjoy it. So thank you, everybody, and um, we will see you all next week. Next week. So as they say, peace out, Girl Scout. <laughs>